Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. What an atmosphere. I feel so excited already. It's the time, the most wonderful time of the year. We are together again. Amen. We are just giving glory to God. Can I have a shout for Jesus? You are alive. You're well. He kept you all through 2022. We're in the home stretch. Let's give him the glory and seal it in the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
thought you would be clapping. Are you excited? Please let's pray over the offering. For those sitting at the outer pew, can you please, if you don't mind, move into the inner pew for me, please. Father, we thank you for these offerings that are given. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the hands that giveth. Lord, we ask that you bless these hands. We ask that you sanctify these hands as they have given. Let every seed being sowed this morning manifest over their lives. Father, may their burdens be removed through their seeds. This morning, may your presence, O oh God, fill our minds. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone say amen. Are you excited to be in the presence of the Lord? Can you please be on your feet and lift up your hands and begin to edify your spirits. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you by speaking in the spirits. 
Marushki abados kapatosi apa silabrando shalabra. Edify your spirit. Allow the presence of the Lord minister over your mind, over your soul, over your body. Put everything aside and just lift up your mind unto God, who is able to change your situation, who is able to change your destiny. I need you to meditate on the Spirit of God right now in the next 45 seconds. If only you can allow your mind to be in the Spirit, He will come and interact with you. He will come and change you. He will come and set you free. Somebody lift up your hands unto the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God, Mara Shepra Dosiataba, Ekalobra Shatali Branda Salabranda, Remalus Kabadishiataba. Everyone, lift up your hands. Everyone, give yourself unto the Lord. Give it all to Him. Give it all to Him. In the name of Jesus, if the Lord is your shepherd, if you believe that the Lord is your shepherd and you shall not want, then allow him to lead you this morning. Allow him to take full control. Allow him to be a shepherd of your lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, Reshapato, shepherd of my soul. I give you full control wherever you may go. I will follow. Please confess this. Make this a confirmation over your life. I want you to confess it if you believe. To listen for your voice wherever you Shepherd of my soul again. Shepherd of my soul. I give you full control. Do you believe that? Wherever you may. Make it your prayer. You are saying this this morning. You have made that choice. My God. I don't think you believe what you are saying. Your hands cannot be down when you are singing these songs. When you are making a declaration, your hands cannot be down. Your hands must be lifted up unto the Lord this morning. The Lord can make his dream for you. I challenge you to this morning. Thank you for being our shepherd. Father, we confess that we are declaring our life and we say take full control over our life this morning. We submit our mind and our soul and our, our body unto you and they say, Lord, work within us. Give us the mind, O God, of receptive. Give us the hearts of receptive. Give us the spirit that can interact with you, Holy Spirit. Speak to our heart this morning. I give myself unto you. I commit myself and I submit my mind, my tongue, Holy Spirit, my heart unto you. Speak through me. Father, use me to minister unto your precious children whom by your grace you have brought us to your throne. Father, to seek from you, Holy Spirit. 
this morning be our shepherd holy spirit and guide us lead us speak to us direct us for your word says that the steps of the righteous man are ordered by you this is what we ask from you this morning holy spirit we know that when we call unto you you hear us and you answer us we give you the glory we give you the honor we give you the praise in jesus mighty name that we pray somebody say amen please be seated in the presence of the lord it's a good place to put your hands together if you are excited to be in the presence of the lord amen well i bring you greetings from our holy spirit the father of our lives you didn't clap you don't like those greetings from the holy spirit glory be to god i also bring you greetings from the father of our church reverend kwame owusu dekun hallelujah i said hallelujah reverend could not be here today and he has asked me to stand in his office for today a little bit please just to take the office so i am under the unction of the father of this house so please allow me to speak to you your your smile and your beautiful faces will encourage me your your attention to me will also give me a privilege to pay attention to you hallelujah so let us have the same spirit of god so that the Holy Spirit will speak to us. The Bible says that the disciples, they came together with one accord. And when they lifted up a prayer, the, 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 the word between that is the accord, one accord. That is what allowed the Holy Spirit to manifest over them. And I believe that if your mind is here, if your mind, not just your body, but let your mind also be here. And I believe God will speak to your heart. Hallelujah. You will not leave this place the same. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Somebody say, what a blessing. Psalm 23, verses 1 and 2. You're about to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Bible says that the entrance of his word, it bringeth what? It brings what? And what does the light do? The light brings illumination. Darkness is the devil that works in darkness. So every time you speak the word of God, it depends how your heart and the word is. Every time you allow the word of God to speak to you, you have allowed light to come onto you. Hallelujah. And the darkness of the enemy disappeared. Depending how you see the, the word of God. If you see the word as a light, indeed, that light will shine it over you. He didn't say amen because you don't believe. Because we are about to read the word of God. And I want you to settle down and put all the burden aside, whatever you are going through. I don't know what mountain, when we were singing that song, I, I hope you were meditating on the words. Whatever mountain that is in front of you, by the time we finish, my God, you will walk through that mountain as if you are descending, as if you are running on the place where it's so plain up before you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. It's only his name. Not in the name of any man. Not in the name of any prophet. But in the name of the Lord. That is why you must also build an altar so that you can say that in the name of the, of the Lord who? He said, God of Jacob, God of Isaac, God of Abraham. So there must be a God of Joyce. Adai. You should have your God. If you cannot pray and call your God, then who are you? Are you a child of God? A son of an elephant. So a son or a daughter of God, you are what? So you should be able to say the God of Antifelicia or the God of Cynthia. Oh, you don't believe. That is why you don't believe God. That's why you don't pray and call your God. But indeed, if you believe your God is alive, then you should be able to call your God. Not anybody's call. Not, not Benny's God. Yes, as much as you can call the God of Isaac, you should be able to call the God of Siobhan. His existence is marvelous if only you believe. 
Christians don't believe, so we cannot make a certain declarations over our life because we have no faith. You think there is no God for you, so when you are praying, you cannot even call the God of Berlin because you don't believe yourself that you are a child of God. Satan has intimidated you that even in your own home, you cannot call your own God, but you can call a God of another man. Psalm 23, the Bible says that the Lord is my shepherd. This is somebody who is saying this unto himself. He is making a declaration unto him. But how about you? What have you said about yourself? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know, when I first started reading this scripture, I misinterpreted it. And I was saying to myself, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That means I don't want God. That is how. But there are two separate statements. Because the semicolon there is telling us the importance of why the Lord is our shepherd. So, if we combine them together, we will say, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Oh, your amen is so weak. You don't believe that. Church, I am just trying to open up you. Reverend has given us a lot of points. But I'm just wondering if these points are manifesting. And we do believe in these points. That if the Lord is my shepherd... He will be your provider. Has God provided for you? And if indeed he has, what have you done about that provision? Or do we still lament? Do we still complain? Do we still do the things that we are still doing? And are we still lacking? If God is my shepherd, I shall not want I shall not worry. I shall not lack. I shall not be needed anything. Because he is my shepherd. And he will indeed provide for me. That is something that you must always confess it over your life. And indeed, you will begin to see God providing for you. I don't know how, but if you believe, yes, you will do it. Many of us have no faith in the Lord. Many of us read the scriptures. Many of us quote them. But how do we see those words manifesting over us? And those who, the Bible, or the characters in the Bible, that Bible, um, they wrote their names and, and told about what they believe, those are true. It's not a story that we are being just told. Hallelujah. So those things are written for us to be what? Encouraged and have hope in the scriptures. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. amen. Romans chapter 15 verse 14. Oh, sorry. Verse 4. All right. The Bible says, I'm just encouraging you so that you won't lose faith in the Lord. You will believe every single word in the word of God. And if the word of God has manifested and people have testified, you are not different from them. Trust me, they were not perfect. The same sins that we, hear, we have been committing, they've done it. And then yet the Lord blessed them because there's something that they remembered in the word of God. Hallelujah. In those days when they even kill the lambs and use the blood for the atonement. It's not like that these days where we have to go and take a goat and kill and mark the blood and say that my sins have been forgiven. All that you have to understand is that because you are born again, your sins have forgiven. If only you have given your life, if only you have been rebirth, then you are a born again Christian. And by so, your sins have forgiven you. Your current and your past. 
Because of grace. That's why you don't have to pray and ask God for forgiveness. But you thank him for forgiveness of sins. Because the price has already been paid. And if that price has been paid, you don't need to go and pay that price. Because you cannot. The grace is abound. So church, Bible is showing us that for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning so that me and you can acquire something that if we, re- if we rely on the word of God, if we believe that he is our shepherd, then indeed we will not lack or we will not need or I will not be sick nor I will not suffer because my shepherd is God and if God is the sovereign and the omnipotent in your life, then he will begin to speak to you and change your destiny. It is Satan who is convincing you and persuading you by telling you that you are under the darkness. Remember what you have done wrong. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He will always remind you of what you've done wrong. Anytime you start lingering about the things you have done and that brings you down, knowing that Satan is at your door, it's not God. He doesn't remind us of our past. But he encourages us in knowing that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That anyone, anyone, whoever, it doesn't matter what you are going through. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what you wear. It doesn't matter how you speak. It doesn't matter about your education or your background. Just come as you are. And God said that indeed, he will. He will. Hallelujah. He will give you. He will receive you. He will save you. That is the reason why he sent his son Jesus Christ to come and die for us. Is somebody hearing me? Amen. Glory be to God. So that is the purpose. That we through patience. That's one thing that many Christians don't have. We don't have patience. We cannot wait on the Lord. But the Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall what? So, how can your strength be renewed when you cannot wait? When you are impatient, how can your strength be renewed? But through patience, you will be comforted of the scriptures and God will build hope in you. I see you receiving hope in your life. I say, I see hope coming over you in the name of Jesus Christ. Genesis 1.29 there are many people whom, who chose God as their shepherd, and the Lord blessed them. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you. It shall be for your what? Your meats. So, it is, it is God's mandate to provide for you. It is his, his plans before he formed us and created us. His agenda is to provide for us. It's to give us provisions for everything on the earth. Every single thing is for us. That is the privilege that our master, Jesus Christ, have given unto us. Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. He's, look at the st- steps that we have. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. God is an expert provider. Expert provider. Including anything that you need that you are, you are lacking. God said, I will provide for you. I am your provider. Just come to me as you are. So long as you can obey my word, I, God, will provide for you. Amen. I said amen. You know, most of us, by the grace of God, we are rich by default. But because we have not known who our father is, we're still lacking. You will have the money, and yet you will not see the fruit of it. Because your mind is saying that it's not enough. But when you begin to see what you have is enough, then you begin to see more of what you have. How does that work? It's a mystery, but it's a way to exercise faith because God will give you wisdom to manage your money well. 
When you don't have God as your shepherd, you use your money anyhow. Satan leads you to buy unnecessary things, wasteful things, and at the end of the day, you realize that you have spent a lot of the things that you have purchased and cannot produce fruit in your life. Go to your classes and begin to do estimate of things that you have purchased, Lady Pastor Anita. Even the shoes, count them. And if every one of them is, let's say, $20, count how many and how much total. And somebody is making profit of the total of your shoes. Somebody is being blessed. Somebody in Ghana works and gets paid $40 a month. Yeah, you are sitting here and you don't believe that and you think, please, who's asking them to end that? God bless you. We are just privileged to be in a country where for, even if we get paid $300 a week, it's nothing, but somebody is making $40 a month. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Hallelujah. Reverend has given us a lot. I, I really don't want to go over every um, point that has been given because my time is very short. But today, we are still continuing on the same, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And by so, you will be able to build a house because the Lord is your shepherd. Oh, you didn't say amen. You don't want to build a house. You will be able to pay off your mortgage. Hallelujah. If the Lord, if you can only accept God as your shepherd. Hallelujah. How can these things happen? Things does not drop by osmosis. Things does not come to us. There's something that God has asked us to ask from him. The Bible, I mean, the word of God has asked us to ask from the Lord. If you don't ask... You cannot have. Hallelujah. So you have to ask for you to be able to build a house for yourself. I'm not saying for anybody. And God has created you to have a house to live in. Amen. You know, when the, world, when the Lord created heaven and earth, fishes, they have places that they live, right? Where do they live? In the lagoons and the seas and everywhere. Bears lives in the nests, correct? So everyone, God has created us for us to live in a place where we can be comfortable. And that place is your house. So God wants you to build a house the same way bears build their nests to live in. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4. I'm sharing with you and give you three points. Then we take from there whatever time that will give to us. How many minutes do I have? I'm just trying. Hallelujah. Amen. It is the will of God. God has vowed. It is his mandate. It is God's agenda. It is God's plan. It is God's duty. He has vowed. That we will go forward. That we will what? Will progress. That we will do well in our lives. Hallelujah. It is God's mandate. You just have to believe that. And rest in his arms. And indeed, he will provide for you. Hallelujah. So for us to be able to build a house for ourselves. Number one key that we need from God for that to happen. Is to ask God and acquire wisdom number one by asking god and wisdom i hear you brother thank you proverbs chapter 24 verse 3 the bible said that through wisdom through wisdom is an what house builded it's not through your wealth it's not through your beauty it's not through your stocks it's not through your money. Many of us can buy a house, can build a house, but we may not be able to live in the house and be happy. You can build five bedrooms, 
six bedrooms, eight bathrooms, kitchen, living room, sitting room, everywhere. But yet, you will not be happy. Because for the fact that you are well to build it does not make you a joyful to live and dwell in that place. Is somebody hearing me? But God's agenda is that when you acquire wisdom, a divine gift that can only be given by God, not by your education, not by your degree, not by your intellect. I'm not looking out for your certification. Because many, many people have acquired higher degree and yet are not happy. But God is asking us, through wisdom, is an house builded and by understanding it is established. This is one of the keys that many Christians have not received the revelation from. So even in the marriage, in the content of marriage, we go in and we said, I am led by the Holy Spirit to be with this man or this woman. These are the, those, even those who, for whatever reason, they have received visions from the Lord. Yet, because the wisdom to manage the marriage, the wisdom to understand that what I am going in, I am going in selflessly. I, my body is crucified. My skin is dead. I am crucified in Christ. I am not going because of my beauty or my money or my credit card or my bank account. So that you don't hide them. But that is the intention of going to the marriage. What I have, let me hide it from him. You have not acquired wisdom. And you have not caught the revelation of understanding. So you walk in and you do not understand that this marriage that I've gone in, because I have not acquired the wisdom of God, my marriage cannot be builded. Because the wisdom of God has not been justified over your marriage, it cannot be builded. And when the wisdom is not there, the understanding, which is the key, is not there. That this man I have married to, because I have brought him before God and said, for better, for worse, the wisdom is that better will come. I will enjoy it, but when the worse also come, I will be in there and deal with it. Many of us encounter the joy and they expect that this is the will of God. But the will of God is that the better will come and the worse. What are the worst situations that can come? I don't know, but anything can be worse. Your bank account can run empty. That is the worst situation. Deal with it. That's a conf 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 confession that you made before you married. You made that before God. But I'm saying this, that I'm not telling you to say that the pastor said, I am married, so I'm going to root that bank account. I'm going to do foolishly. I'm going to misbehave anyhow, and yet you should stay with me. Trust me. Don't try to be vashti. You will be displaced. I said you will be displaced. I'm saying this to you for you to believe that if the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want this thing. Because when the Lord is your shepherd, wisdom will come to you knowing that I have to build a home. So there must be a way for me to know how to manage my money, how to respect my husband, how to love my wife, how to make things work for me. So that we both, we both will remain in the house of God with what? With peace. You will build a house. I'm not talking about you have to have money to go and build yourself a house. Trust me. You don't need that fat money to build a house. You need wisdom. Somebody hearing me. I said you need what? Verse 4. Listen to this. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Now hear this. Once the wisdom gives you the understanding, wisdom helps you to build a house, the understanding will cause you to establish. Once you have that understanding, both of you will come to 
agreement, knowing that we must work together to bring the wealth, the wages. That's how we talk to the children. We're on the same page. That's why we decide to do something. We are on the same page. Nothing should be discussed by you and your mother, you and your family, from outside the marriage and decide to do. I'm telling you, your home will be broken. For riches and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled. That means your home, your children, anybody, any surroundings will be filled with everything that you need. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. God is going to fill your children with knowledge and wisdom. God is going to fill them with wealth. God is going to make a way for you. Let me tell you something, church, until you believe you will always, it doesn't matter how much six figures you make, you will still lack. Until. And once, once your house is filled, riches will overflow, which means there will not be a day that you will lack. In the name of Jesus. I said there will not be a day that there will not be bread on the table for you. Neither your child, your children will seek nor beg for bread. Because the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Your children will not suck from school. Because the Lord is your shepherd and you shall not want. He will provide for you. He will give unto you. I don't know how, but one thing for sure. He always makes a way where there seems to be no way. Every crooked way in front of you, God will make it straight. I challenge you, just come by taking God as your shepherd. Only. Only when he is your shepherd. I said only Jesus Christ when he is your shepherd. When the Lord is your shepherd, then absolutely nothing that you will lack. Your car insurance will be paid for. Your mortgage will be paid off. When the Lord is your shepherd, he will pay for you. You will build that house. Go back to, let me show you a scripture where even King Solomon, my God, Holy Spirit, 1 Kings chapter 7, it doesn't matter how long it's taking you to build that house. Let today, allow yourself for the Holy Spirit to speak to you. That building is about to be completed. I said that building is about to be completed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. The house that the enemies has making that house their dwelling place. That every time you put money, nothing is progressing. It is God's mandate for that house to move forward. And the Lord is speaking to somebody this morning, this afternoon, that your house, that you are struggling, that has taken you years, you are about to complete it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. First Kings chapter 7, verse 1. Listen to this. But Solomon was building his own house. How many years? How many years? Look, we are talking about a man who had an encounter with God. Bible says that one time, the Lord had an encounter with him. This is God appearing unto him. And when the Lord appeared unto him, God asked him, Solomon, what can I do for you? If it is me and you today, what would you tell God you want? Money. Money, l'argent. Tesla. All these are good for you. Receive it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. As everybody, whatever you have confessed this afternoon, I see it coming over you. I say in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever you have just mentioned, I see it coming over you. But these things can come when the Lord is your shepherd. When God is your shepherd. The Bible says that the wisest man that ever lived on the earth not only wisest, Bible says that his wealth cannot, even up to today, nobody's wealth can compare to the wealth of Solomon. How many years now? And still, Joyce is not even richer than him. After all these years past, is your bank account can be compared as Solomon? He says, no way. But listen to this. This man, the Bible says that it took him 13 years to build a house. 13 good years. The man is filthy rich. Filthy. I mean, 
when he closed his eyes, wherever he was, he works on money and gold. But yet it took him 13 years. And he finished all his houses. I don't care how long it's taking you. But I've come to challenge you that make God your shepherd. Solomon, he had an encounter with his shepherd by acknowledging and seeing. You see, the only way can make you feel that God is your shepherd is that when you go to him and you ask him everything. When God appeared unto Solomon, he did not bring himself up as a king. He said, Lord, help me. Give me wisdom. Solomon considered others. He thought about others. He started thinking about the vulnerable ones. Most of us, when we are praying, we are only thinking about what we can acquire, what we can buy, what we can have, what we can seek. It's only you and I. Or you and yourself. But the Bible said that Solomon, when the Lord appeared unto him, he says, Lord, give me wisdom that I may care for these ones, these men that you have given unto me. And the Bible said that Solomon, because you did not ask for wealth, because you did not ask for money, because you did not ask for riches, I give you more than you can carry. I give you the wealth of this world. I see God giving you the wealth when you have not asked for money. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. So we need for us to be able to build a house. You don't need to pray and say, Lord, give me a job that can give me six figures. But you ask God, ask for wisdom and acquire that wisdom. Through that wisdom and understanding, you will be able to build a house. Somebody say amen. amen. Number one key. If you choose to take God as your shepherd and you shall not want. The key for you to see that God can provide you a house is to ask the same God for what? Wisdom. Bible says that if there's anyone lack of wisdom, let him ask of who? Let him ask of who, church? Speak to me. God, not man. Not a prophet, not a teacher, not anybody, but ask the Lord. And Bible says that he will give unto you. Hallelujah. Amen. The second key that you might need to be able to build a house by choosing God as your shepherd is make it an early priority. By making it early priority in your life because there's time for everything. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. <laughs> Mercy. The Bible says that to everything there is what? A season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Verse 2. Listen to this. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up. That which is planted and a time to kill, and a time to heal, and a time to break down, and a time to what? A time to what? This is the time for you to build up. I said, this is the time the Lord is revealing unto you to build up. By acquiring that wisdom, God will make a way for you to build up that house in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. And the last key that I want to give it to you is avoid following after pleasure. My God, can we avoid that? This is one of our main problems as Christians, following pleasures. pleasures. What are the pleasures? The pleasures of this world are what? Cars. Oh, you don't know. Look at yourself, what you are wearing. Just in case you don't know, just look at yourself what you are wearing. Those are the pleasure things. Pleasure. But the Bible says is that Proverbs 21, 17. Avoid following after what? Pleasure. Let me tell you this. Some of us, you have everything you need in your life except the land that you can purchase to build a house. Do optimizations and see how much your worth is and ask the price of the land. <laughs> you 
He that loveth pleasure shall be what? As rich, as weekly as you get your money every day, you will work and you will see nothing. At the end of the day, you will die and your children cannot inherit nothing from you because of pleasure. You keep buying, buying for yourself. You keep acquiring for yourself. You are not investing. You are not doing anything but the money that you are making. Because you get weekly or you get uh, pay weekly, you always say, oh, I will buy this and I will make money. One of the slavery uh, 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 weakness that most of us must deliver from is that stop using your credit cards to buy things and choose that you will pay enough. If you don't have the money, don't buy. The system is that build a credit because what? Everything is by credit. Let me give you the wisdom a bit. You can acquire a credit card, but if you are going to buy something that is $40, use your credit card for $40. When you come back, pay it off $40. Don't go and accumulate $2,000, $3,000. Even when the bills come, you can't even see to pay. Then they add more late payments to it. It's affecting you, but they will take their money. Church, apply wisdom. The system is so smart than you. But don't let. God has given you highly intelligent IQ to live to beat the system, not the system to beat you. He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man. And he that loveth wine and oil shall not be rich. You can Drink all your money. You can quaff them. At the end of the day, you have nothing. When we went to Vegas for the pastor's meeting, I found out that rich people are committing suicide over there. The suicidal rate in uh, uh, Vegas is very high. Why? Because the rich people will come there and they will gamble all their money and their alcohol is cheap. $3. $3. So $3, once you give $3, you can drink as much as you want. Do you know the reason why alcohol is cheap? When you are drunk, you are not reasoning. So you keep gambling all your money. So they make you drunk and you gamble and you gamble. By the time you finish, you are empty. And they have rented a high five-star hotel, paying, and they will be staying there. Ah, by the time they finish, there's no money to go. So they become homeless in that city. The sin of, uh, what did they call it? City of what? Sin city. That was my first time going to Vegas. Everything is legal. Don't go there. I challenge, no, if you are not, look, I'm, no, I'm serious. If you don't, if your flesh is weak and the Holy Spirit cannot control you, don't go there. One pastor told me that sex is free. He said somebody took her somewhere. Almost 30 women and the condoms are around them. Different men, everybody go free. You take condom, you blow, you're finished. It's open. And that is the plan. Bible says that he that loveth wine and oil shall not be rich. Church, I come to encourage you this afternoon with my short message that God wants you to do well. The Holy Spirit wants you to live a life that you will be happy. And I can tell you, it's not money that will make you happy. It's the wisdom and understanding of God. Because you can have the money, but when you don't have the wisdom and understanding, you will have the money, but you wouldn't even know that you have the money. Most of us cannot even tell that where we are dwelling is the land of milk and honey because you cannot see that the milk and the honey is here. But if you are willing and obedient, you will enjoy the fruit of this land. I said if you are willing to allow God to be your shepherd, then you will begin to enjoy the fruit of this land, the fruit of money, the fruit of wealth, the fruit of everything in this country where you dwell it. Everything is here. Everything is here. Um, even Africa is so rich, so much like that during the World Cup, but by the way, today is France and Argentina. Oh, everybody's ruling for Argentina. <laughs> Cynthia, Cynthia is France. <laughs> Glory be to God. Why did I mention World Cup? <laughs> Af yes, they were talking about Africa. Cynthia, she's listening. All of you are not listening. She is listening to the message. <laughs> 
They were talking about Africa, and they started talking about the, the wealth of Africa. Dr. Serena, Africa have all rich minerals. Everything is in Africa. That Bible talks about it. When the Bible says, I will bring you to the, milk of, the land of milk and honey, I am thinking that it's Africa. Because in Dubai, where it's desert, today go and see what they are doing. Africa, especially there's a country where I came from. It starts with G. <laughs> they have everything. And still, they are poor. A country where the, the, the ministers are more richer than the country itself. Wisdom. I'm telling you, a house cannot be built by wisdom. If a, by, a house cannot be built by wealth. If a house can be built by wealth, then Ghana must be a place that all of us, we will go back there. Today, today, if they swap, if they swap all these folks, those who have built the United States to Ghana, and they bring all the Ghana leader, the leaders to this country, we will choose to buy visa and plane ticket and go back and live in Ghana. As if, as if our leaders have, don't know even how to read. Unfortunately, it's a shame. Ghana, Africa, is one of the most places that have quality players, not even Brazil. As much as we know that Brazil and one of the reasons why the footballers cannot grow and do well is because we don't build our own. There's no academy in Ghana. My time when we used to play soccer, the academy that was in Weneba is completely gone. And when the other president came, they decided to build academies. Ten regions, they started to build an academy. They brought it to a certain level. A lot of money has been invested today they are all there, and you see weeds growing over it. A young man at the age of 19 went to Ghana from Europe. When he went to Ghana to do some business, he noticed that young kids can become great footballers. In his own money, he invested into academy. Today, today, the GFA and the parliament of Ghana, the presidents, they are paying that young man, Ghanaian players, that he has raised, he has taught them, and he is selling them to European countries, making money. Look, the Chinese people have come to Ghana, making, pulling goals, our own country, they're making money and selling them to us. Can you go to their country and do that? You can only build a house with wisdom. And that wisdom is what our leaders don't have. Church, I'm not talking about our leaders. I'm talking about us believers. Are we applying God's wisdom to build our church, to build our home, to win souls, to save the needy? Are we applying that wisdom to know that every one of us must apply their hands for this work to be continued, for us to have everybody to come to church, for us to have everybody to be happy. Are we applying the wisdom to speak? But not only you. When you live here, who do you talk to? Who do you encourage? The wisdom that you have acquired, who are you sharing with? You can easily build your, 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 you can easily build your, your credit and buy a house. But the problem is, how to maintain that house and keep is the wisdom that you need. Many of us will sacrifice and make a down payment and do everything and acquire the house. But within a short time, you realize that the house is going for foreclosure. Why is it that? You have forgotten that, look, my life that I used to live it's not the same. Now, something has come, so I must use wisdom. It's not everything that I have to buy. And if I'm buying, I have to think through. You may not know. You may think, oh, it's 20. Oh, it's 30. Oh, it's 40. Oh, it's 10. At the end of the day, add up and see. Now, your income that you have, it has been given to you, you have already quaffed all your seed. 
So how the seed can bear fruit for you? Wisdom. Once you acquire that wisdom, understanding will come. Church, I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will give you wisdom. I said, I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will give you wisdom and understanding to build the house that God has given unto you. Stand unto your feet and let us thank God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Look, church, you have to allow God to be your shepherd to lead you for things to work for us. It's not about your intellect. It's not about how mighty you are. It's not about how beautiful. It's not about how much you have. It's just about allowing God to lead you. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your hands. You know, the summer sing this song. It's one of the powerful songs. And when you are singing, you have to understand it. It says, Spirit lead me where I'm moving. So that song, when every time I listen to that song, I begin to cry. You see, when you are doing worshiping, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. We were singing and we said, Shepherd of my soul, I give you full control. Is the Holy Spirit really controlling you? And you say that wherever the Holy Spirit will lead you, that's where you will go. <laughs> Church, let's admit that we are all limited. Every one of us. We are limited, irrespective of how intelligent and what you have, how much you have. We are limited. It's not everything that we have where we can do. So we have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. When we acquire this spiritual understanding that we are limited, then God himself will be a shepherd of our souls. Lift up your hands. Begin to pray. And say, Lord, give me wisdom. You have to ask. Bible said that ask and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Are you praying, everybody? I want to hear your voice praying. You are asking God to give you wisdom. That, that house that he has given unto you. Everybody here, God has destined you to build a house. And if you ask that wisdom from God, God will grant you that wisdom and understanding to build that house. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Make a confession unto him. Ask. Say, Lord, I am limited, oh God. I am limited unto you. This is one of the access to allow the Holy Spirit to be your shepherd and to lead you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Somebody, admit that you are a limited man of God. Admit that you are a limited wife. Admit that you are a limited barrister. Admit that you are a limited shepherd. But you need the Holy Spirit to lead you. Make it your prayer. In the name of Jesus, Yes, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God, Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercies, giving us wisdom, Holy Spirit, Father, to build the house that you have given unto us. I pray, oh God, for every soul, everyone that is here. Father, anything that has become a burden on them to be limited to you, Lord, I pray that let the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, let the same power, my God, remove any hindrances over their lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The son of the living God, anything that has occupied them not to enjoy the fruit of their labor, Father God Almighty, I release the power of God over their life. Set them free that that house that has been years will be built in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The son of the living God, 
we give you the glory we give you the honor in Jesus mighty name if you are here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior perhaps you have never responded to an altar call perhaps you have never responded to Christ for your life to be saved if you are here I want you to lift up your hands wherever you are and I will share the word of prayer with you come on a life without Christ is a losing game Jesus Christ came and gave his life that me and you will be safe lift up your hands wherever you are so if you are all born again and you are saved say Lord I thank you for saving me I thank you for writing my name in the book of life in Jesus mighty name and everyone say amen amen please be seated in the presence of the Lord we hope that you've been blessed come join us for any of our services contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.